What do you think is the number one threat to your kid today, whatever age they are? I would have, as a child, thought bears, quicksand, uh, anvils falling from the sky. Really? Uh, <laughs> Too much work. You, you said kidnappers. Yeah. Yeah, that was also a thing. Yeah. That someone was going to drag me into a van. Mm. Um, and burglars, because my the most terrifying show when I was a kid was Crime Watch UK. Now, the next story we're going to cover is a little bit violent. So if there are kids still awake, now would be the time for them to go to bed. I remember being like, oh, God, what am I about to hear? Uh, I was frightened all the time throughout the 80s. Of being <laughs> just, burgled? Just or? all the time. Yeah. Well, not I remember a bad state. Kid- be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when your kid's a little bit afraid. But yeah. the, what would you say? Well, kidnapping was always on our mind. I lived in an estate. And there was one. There was always. There was an attempted kidnapping on your estate. <laughs> yeah. Remember you told me the story? Yeah, the you're people. right. Oh my God, you're so right. They came out of the van. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, no, there was always, there was a lot of stuff. In Navin, especially where I'm from, a few times kids got pulled into the back of the van on their way down from where I lived to Flower Hill. What? Yeah, so it was really like... It was legit. It was legit fear. <laughs> if we're bringing it forward to 2023, I would say the biggest danger facing your kids is the... Um, passageway to the internet that they hold in their hand. Big time, the phone. No, so no doubt about it. We are in the wild, wild west in terms wiki of... Wiki wild west. Wiki, wiki wild wild, Will Smith, Salma Hayek. Ahead of his time with that song. <laughs> <laughs> wickedy, wickedy, wild, wild west. One of the worst films ever made. I don't but think I watched it. Yeah. prophetic because <laughs> this is a wild time. Like, I've said for ages, how is my phone able to know what runners I want, mm-hmm. what type of holidays I want to go on, can detect when I'm thinking about maybe That's the one that hotel. always gets me. I was just thinking about that. But it cannot spot when somebody is being mean, racist yeah. or abusive. Well, that's yeah. all about to change. Well, hopefully. And they, um, this wonderful friend of ours, Kathy from Cinemile podcast, mm-hmm. has been in touch. She runs incredible campaigns. We also talked about one of her campaigns was the Consent campaign, yep. which is still running. And they are now looking for parents to get in touch because they are trying to uh, inform a new cutting edge technology that will be used in our phones to help protect our mm-hmm. children. So it integrates into the phone. Yeah, uh, essentially a filter or a kilter, a children's <laughs> filter. We if think you will. it's called kilter. Oh, I went full Pat Kenny there. Uh, so this is it. It essentially does what I'm saying. I would have liked the yeah. algorithm. to Yes. Do. So the technology will sit in the operating systems of the smartphones and will hopefully prevent children from being exposed to cyberbullying, grooming self-harm content as well as alerting parents and guardians if their child is attempting to send or receive this content i mean if ever there was something we all need Mm. the phone is such a worry for me and it's like i'm always saying to people you gotta take the time in the evening to look through those messages now that is hard to find Mm. that time but it's so important it's also hard to get access as well yeah because they guard them with their life well i think if your child is aged between 11 and 14 and they have a phone one of the rules has to be that you read it so they need you 
they've asked us to do a call out because they need parents and guardians to email in with their experiences because they need those experiences to inform the creation the of, creation the filter, of yeah. this. So the email, which I might get Jarla to read out. We'll because pop since it in I, the info as well. Yeah, because since um, I've got braces, yeah, I, I, I notice it's... no problem. The, the email is, uh, is going to be in the info so you can find that. Uh, the public consultation is taking place at Kids Online Safety Research ie that's where you can click on the website and go in there and make some contribution whatever you think that's probably the best way to go about this now they just need a lot of parents again yeah what's been what are you dealing with what are you coping what would you ideally like this to do Uh, like i know it sounds very uh in its infancy this idea but it's not this is this is moving forward at pace and these things can be online Look, in under a year and we do there is a race against time here because yeah, we need it's doing this. damage right now we need this i mean it's it's a stress yeah this phone. As, as stressful as the vans pulling up outside to drag the kids yeah. into it now uh on the tiktok i saw one parent's attempt to scare their kids straight in relation to being careful Fuck off. Yes. Okay. Now, there's multiple <laughs> examples of this where they had set up a sting to encourage the kid to get in a stranger's van and no. go, uh, I'm Suzanne's uh, friend. She's not coming down. You got to jump in with me. And the kid gets in the back of the no. van. No. Yeah. What age is the kid? Like 13. No. And um, masked men in the back of the van pin him to the floor. In the van. This is a sting. Oh, right? my God. Pin him to the floor in the van. And he's like, no, oh, no. <laughs> it's the mom and the dad oh in God. the masks. I mean, what? They pull them off and go, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? What have we taught you? <laughs> in the meantime, he's just like fully Wedding in a state of fit, like he's Having in a an aneurysm. <laughs> It's maybe the worst and best way to get through to your oh kid. My God, You're not being careful enough. It's so hard to get that through to your kid. Mm. But I saw a equally, well, not as terrifying, but a cute one where a mom is trying to talk to her tiny little toddler about not taking sweets from strangers. And, they're, and she's like, what are you going to do if somebody offers you sweets? I'm going to take them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to say thank you so much. Oh, my God. So he's, he's totally conflicted on the manners. Yeah. And the need for sweets. Yeah. And the danger of the people giving. I do think giving. our children are so tech savvy, but they're more innocent than they've ever been. And that's you why reckon? they're so funny. And when you say innocent, you mean they don't know what the person's intentions could be like what yeah. would they possibly why would I don't think they grew up they don't watching see them, Dallas they don't, they don't see themselves as sexy yeah they didn't grow up watching Dallas and what are those other programs? why would Dallas well we watched them? a lot of oh, sexy stuff as kids yeah, yeah but there were, <laughs> they don't watch sexy stuff well like this was this this was the thing right that uh you know we we learn flirtation from Dynasty. Dynasty, that's it. Falcon Crest. I was on a ten in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember you. It was always a thing in those shows of women showing up in trench coats yeah. and nothing else. 
that that's completely seemed, gone out of fashion kissing now. Kissing seemed to, to be say. a big part of everyone's day. It was a huge part. Like yeah. I said, Martina's <laughs> always asking, uh, Mikey. Uh, so, is there any uh, girls or boys the, or boy? And um, <laughs> I eventually stopped in after maybe the hundredth time she's asked this question and been met with a complete blank of absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, I said, Tina, you're making him think that it was just an orgy in your school. (laughs) (laughs) You were in school. I'm sure we were shifting the faces off each other at all times. I think I've mentioned it before, but I did go to a very Mm. highly sexualized school where in... All girls school? No, this is when I was in primary. Oh, the primary was. (laughs) Yeah, there was a... This is it. A lot of stuff going on in that school. And we had to have like a really intensive sex education class in third class. Yeah. So like on the one hand, I do think these kids have a lot of fear. I think there's a lot of yeah, fear. Yeah, there's a lot They've of fear. two to three years and probably we're behind the eight ball in some of this mm. because we're as scared as anyone. Oh, yeah. As parents of this generation, we're, we're like... You've no idea the mental stuff that can come through that phone to you. Yes. And you can't unsee it. Can't unsee it. And that's why we need this. So uh, please get involved if you can. Jarlow put the link in the bio. Yeah. And uh, it'd be great if you just shared your experience. Yeah, well, let's get to question number one then, shall we? Hi, Jarlath and Tina. Love the <laughs> podcast and have listened since the beginning. Oh, oh OG. legend. Always recommend it to my friends and anyone who listen. Anyways, I am a mother of four with ages ranging 14 to four. Wow. So I'm constantly learning and working on trying to do as best we can with a crazy strong willed bunch. Our main struggle is our seven year old and bedtime. We've just run out of ideas. So I'm turning to you guys for help. Every single night is a struggle. He either fights, screams, doesn't listen and refuses to get into bed, which can take hours. Or we get into bed and he won't stay in the bed. He's up and down for hours. We have realised the later he stays up, the worse he is. So we've tried pulling bedtime back to 7.30ish in every evening. We try to be consistent with the routine, read the stories, have the downtime, be chilled, full bellies, etc., but nothing helps. Jeez, Tina, good luck with this. Sounds I like know. they're doing everything. <laughs> He's not a child who stays in bed in the mornings. He's up and at him between right. six and seven every morning. And a lot of the nights he wakes in the night. Also, he has a nightlight and we can play calming meditation music or sleep stories to help him. <laughs> this is basically someone dreaming up the most unanswerable question <laughs> yeah. ever, right? But 95% of the time they make no difference. Any ideas, any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. We are parents on the edge. Just would love to sit down for an hour a day before it's time for bed. And the madness starts again. Thanks in advance. Anonymous. All she wants is an hour a day. I know. Now, that is not the best ad for having kids, is it? (laughs) She's basically going, would it be too much to ask to like just have 60 minutes to myself? The poor woman. In the day. Her I kids know. are 14 years old. Like, this, 14 to, t- to, to, four. to 4. God, I mean, look, she sounds incredible because basically tried everything. I Just things I, I wish she would have told us. Does he share a room or does he have his own space? Because 
if he has his own space, he might just be lonely. Like there's something he's afraid of in that room. And the thing they say when you have a child. You're sure of that? Well, no, but I'm just saying. Okay. I'm not possible, sh- how possible. could I be sure? I don't but know the kid. But you said there's something he's afraid of. Well, like, like he's not staying in the room. And most things, most things. Okay, Charlie, give me a yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> most things associated with sleep and the bedroom come from the child having some kind of worry Anxiety. or fear yeah. in that room. And they always suggest, I mean, it's such a luxury suggestion, really, but it doesn't have to be fancy that you freshen up that room. You make it a bit more special for the kid, Mm. make it a bit more their own space, even if that's just taking stuff out or putting stuff in or new bedspread or just going on a journey with the kid where you and them are involved in the new bedroom, the new space, which is harder to do if he's sharing. So if he's sharing a room, though, Maybe that's not good for him either. I just wish I knew if he was sharing a room or not. I can feel in your voice, Tina, the stress of this podcast. (laughs) I I do get stressed because, Charlie, you know that when I was with the children, it was so easy because I knew the kid. I'd be like, I'd observe the kid for a few days and I'd be like, oh, I know what's going on here. Yeah, so doing it sight unseen is very hard. So I'm going to throw a a few possibilities at you here, right? But I also know this mom's not getting any sleep, Mm, so I'm worried for her. So any kid Mm. that is up and out of bed and is enjoying enjoying being out of their bed more than being in it Mm -hmm. is getting something from that, is enjoying is definitely enjoying, as you've always said, yeah. the attention. Of course. Yeah, we know that. They crave like I would, What I would like to know is what happens when they get up. Well, I think she said she keeps a cool head and brings them back to bed. Sure. But there's something that needs to change there. Yeah. In that you've said a few times on this show, you need to make getting out of bed more boring. Yeah, oh, of course. Staying in it. You do be very careful about what kind of attention they're getting. Even eye contact. Don't give them that. Be nice and kind and gentle, but do not talk and do not give them eye contact. Just mm. guide them back to bed, tuck them in, leave the room, silence. As you a know. as a fella who did <laughs> all of this stuff, <laughs> like I have a rich, rich memory. I really do have a and very And you did vivid it for memory. the attention, right? A hundred percent the crack. Yeah. The chats, the open, like I can remember being like, what's going on, dad? You know, and <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to like extend my day uh-huh. and a bit of time where it was just me and my dad or my ma. And you know, that's one of the answers that you've given to other things on this show that I really love. And that is that how much time when there's four kids in that house does this kid get alone with mom? I know, but that is very tough on these moms and dads because who has the time? Who has the time? Who has the time? I know we have to carve it out, but But it's very hard. But wouldn't we all know that the kid wants individual attention? Yeah. And wouldn't that be a great motivator? That you want to get out of bed all night and this be our time together? Or do you want to stay in bed, enjoy your night's sleep so that we can have our time together tomorrow? That's a nice, for a baby Chino. That's a nice idea because what I was going to say was I do think the family might need to have a chat about this because he's getting attention from somebody. 
so maybe it's not mom or dad. Maybe mom sounds like she is trying her best and doing it all right. Maybe the sisters and brothers get a real laugh out of this. Yeah, maybe he's getting... He's getting something, something from somewhere. And I think it might be worthwhile if they have like a nice little family meeting about, you know, things that are expected at nighttime in the house and how it's affecting mm. the other people in the house, you know. That's great. And yeah. hopefully nothing, no anger gets expressed at those meetings, but that everyone gets a chance to share their voice. Let me throw another one in. <coughs> OK. Because not a great sleeper myself. No. And I do know that uh, they're doing everything right in terms yeah, of I'm the not, cool down time, the story how, time. Yes, but I wonder how much but energy. Yeah. What? I wonder how much energy he's exerting in his days. I don't know if he's tired enough going to bed. Yeah, get a treadmill. <laughs> well, those little trampolines um, for your houses. Well, uh, I definitely, that's not the issue with me, for sure. I'm running 80 kilometers a week. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is not bloody an issue. Then. But I wonder if you go underneath, right? Mm. So we've gone around, we've gone into, but if we go underneath, I'm not saying... Uh, that they're not feeding the kid right. But I wonder, is there something in the diet that's producing some excess energy? Is that possible? Now, I'm throwing that out as an idea, Tina. Well, like, like, what is well, what is going? What is the petrol going in the tank that's allowing the engine to run through the night? How has he got this much energy? Well, I mean, it's not uncommon for a kid to behave this way okay. if they don't feel like they have to go to bed and sleep in their bed. Uh-huh. I mean, let's face it, a lot of houses are struggling with kids who are not staying in their bed. And I mean, sometimes I'll have arranged to go out with other moms and they don't turn up don't because yeah. they could not get their kids to go to bed. Isn't that mad? Or they know that they have to leave because their kid, they had to decide, okay, you can stay up and watch telly and I'll put you to bed when I come back. Right. I so- mean... There does have the lines have to be clear. And that's why I think a family meeting where the whole house is involved and they all talk about bedtime and maybe it's a fresh start with bedtime. This is a chance for the mom to in a really positive, happy tone, be able to say now that you're 14, this is going to be your new bedtime and you're going to have this time for you. And now that you're I don't know the ages of the other kids, but when she gets to the seven year old to say now we understand that uh, you know, you struggle with bedtime a little bit, but we have seen that you're growing a lot and that you're becoming more mature. So we're going to trust you with this bedtime now. But making sure the rules are clear that when you go to bed, you stay in bed. You have time to read your book, but when the lights go out, you stay in bed, you get your rest. Not a bad idea either to educate the children on what sleep does for our body, how it helps our brain grow and our bodies grow and our bodies repair. Yeah. <clears throat> and Frighten them into staying in the bed. It's not You'll so much frightening be... them, but educating. No, but I, no, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying that like <laughs> actually making them know there's a consequence yeah. physically. Physically. And you need your sleep. It'll help you learn at school and everything. I would also get the teacher involved, to be honest, at this age. Because really? who's the kid going to listen to? Your mm. mom? No. We're not working now. You need a teacher. You yeah. need a grown-up that they're a little bit afraid of and actually respect. I'm not saying your child doesn't respect you, but kids tend to take everything moms say with a pinch of salt, which is so unfair when they're mm. trying so hard. So I would go to the teacher and explain to them what's happening at home and just ask them, could you just do a little bit about sleep and how important it is to stay in beds and mm. why we need to sleep? And uh, if all of that fails, I get. would go with a reward system. 
a really big one. Okay. Something that they have to work towards for the week. Okay. Is that a chart? That is a chart. That's just a staying in bed chart. What is the thing this kid wants more than anything in the world? Fuck it. Let's do it because yeah. you're going to get your sleep back. It. And if all that fails, there is still the option of getting a van and pulling them into it <laughs> with the masks on and go, go to sleep. Stay on your bed. It's tough one though, Derek, because I'm glad that you sense my panic. Because like, what did we listen to? A mom everything. who has tried Just everything. <laughs> I'm like, ah. But look, the last thing you said there, Tina, I always go back to my own childhood and thinking, God, I had, they had so much leverage. Mm. They had, we don't realize it as parents that there's things these kids want so bad. They want so bad. They would do anything for that. Also, he's getting. They all to, have it. They he's all getting have to one. sleepover age, and you can be like, "Sweetie, I really want to invite one of your friends over to stay tonight, but like, you don't know yeah. how to stay in your bedroom. The only big guys. Yeah, I mean, it would be embarrassing. Your friends would be here, and they'd be mm. like, "What's wrong? Why won't he stay in his bed? He's not a big guy." Not <laughs> too far because I do it where I'm like I'm keeping it it is yeah, yeah. it is quoted in meanness but it's still yeah. kind but I'm like guess you're not a big guy I am I'm, I'm gonna turn my back on you yeah and then now he's not just staying not staying in his bed he now he's himself. wetting the bed <laughs> And Jarlath, I love the show so much and Aww. you guys are providing such an incredible public service. I think you'll find that it's Tina that's providing the <laughs> public know, service. I don't know, Jarlath, you seem and to really listen and now I feel like you know more than I do. <laughs> Shut up. Absolutely not. I have a strange worry, this, this emailer says. My daughter oh. started year one this week. Since reception, she's been having difficulty making friends at school. Oof, this is a toughie because yeah. that is your biggest worry, mm-hmm. isn't it? Outside of will my child grow up to be a gobshite or has my child turned into a gobshite <laughs> and there's no way back? Yeah. Actually, the friend thing. Oh, the friend right? thing is awful. She plays with her one friend who is not always so kind to her. And that friend has another really mean friend who sometimes makes rude comments to my daughter and makes her feel left out. This has been going on for a year now. Breaks my heart when I hear her, how her day was and all she talks about is how mean her friends are to her. Despite her friendship, she always seems happy and she just carries on. My question is, how do you approach this situation? Should I speak to the teacher about it or the other parents? I mean, that's that's the real danger zone right danger there zone your advice right. would be greatly appreciated thanks so much anonymous okay can we just for one second remember that we're talking about six-year-old girls here. oh it's six right okay reception right, they're six it's going six into year old, one right. just moving my chair there yeah i wasn't giving out to you i'm just saying to this mom like you're dealing with tiny children mm-hmm. so i'm a little bit worried about the way mommy might be believing every word that comes out of her mouth yeah, but also approaching these conversations with her kid. Like if my kid was telling me other kids in the class were mean, I would try and redirect that language to, well, you know, we're all just trying to figure out who we are. And some people have bad days and some people have good days. And that if someone's being, being unkind to you, of yeah. course, yeah, but they are tiny children. Yeah, yeah. And I am, I am used to working with this age group. And I don't think they're consciously being 
awful to each other. So you have to be careful sure. how you are leading these chats with your child when they come home. Jerry's rubbing his face not, so much at the moment. But I, I'm <laughs> straight away aware of how much of your own baggage you bring to a thing yeah, like this. And that absolutely. needs to be said, too, that I'm so aware of how mean kids can be from mm. my own life yeah. and from seeing them. And you've seen kids like yes. this as well. Yes. And little girls, unfortunately, can be horrific to each other from a very early age like we're talking to girls and boys yeah but little girls more i'm sorry to generalize but i've seen it so much boys maybe later on but straight away little girls can be quite exclusionary to each other and that's what's in this mom's head she's like look i know what they can be like yes when it's happening in a black vacuum where you don't know and you're basing it on her saying my friends are mean and you're a lioness when it comes to your child like, you just want to protect them. But Tina, there's still a chance that they are being me. Oh, there is. But she has to be careful with how much she's encouraging her daughter to feel that. Uh, yeah, and to, you have to vent equ- it. Yeah, you have to equip her with being better able to manage these girls. Mm. Now, look, she says, should I go to a teacher? Absolutely, you should go to a teacher. That's what the teacher's there for. There's, yeah. At this age, they're supposed to be helping your child make these friendships. That's part of their job. Mm. So, God, get in there. And monitoring. Yeah, ask. Like, There's so much I felt at times where it's like, well, are you keeping an eye on this? Yeah. Here is the thing. You're worried about friendships with your kids. Get into that classroom. Sit that teacher down and ask them anything you want because it is their job to know. Mm. And if they don't know, they're not doing their job. And you're allowed to say that. Mm. If my kid is in a class with a teacher who doesn't know my child, I'm going to get cross with them. Who my child's friends are or how they are in friendships. What are they observing at all? Jared knows, like, I'm obviously a teacher myself and I am. When it comes to it with my kid, a lioness, I have to watch it mm. all the time. But I definitely had an experience of a teacher not knowing my kid at all. And me being like, I'll show you. Like, you got to be careful with these teachers because most of them are great. But in like in any job, there's a few people coasting. Mm. So, of course, go into that school. Absolutely raise your concerns. Get them to do their job. Now, what can you do? You gotta do play dates. You gotta invite different people over to your house or to the park. You have to help your child yeah. socialize. Yeah. You gotta do something because if you're worried about her having one friend, she's only six. Her window for friendship is not cemented right now. Mm. Put out the feelers. Get play dates going. Get park going. Also, a really good way to observe your child with these children is actually do that. Say, hey, why don't all of uh, year one go to the park this Friday? Be great after school. And then just watch. Watch it all. You'll see it, you know. You know, another thing that uh, definitely helped in our situation was an activity that was a tiny bit outside of the community. That was the normal circle location wise, geographically, Mm. just sending your kid to a thing or a club where they mix with kids who are extra from yeah. an oh, extra yeah. di- a peripheral area where it's like those are my Irish dancing friends. Yes. Can build such confidence because it's like oh, school isn't the be all and end all anymore. Yeah, but this question does frighten me a little bit because we're dealing with a very small child. Like this mom is talking like her child is a teenager. Like she's still only making friends. And at this age, friendship groups change week 
to week. Like there's no firm friendships when they're six. They're mm. they're forever changing their mind or falling out and then forgetting they fell out and playing again or playing as a whole class. You really have to be careful what you're encouraging them to talk about. And you really have to get out there and do playdates. If you can't host people in your house, meet them at the park, mm. you know, Go to Morrison's if you're in England after school. The dinners are free. You can have a coffee with the other mom. You need to try and do situations where you're seeing the moms at this age. I think it's great advice. I think it really is. Uh, But also, I think give yourself a little break, you know, because you're obviously going to worry. Yeah, I feel like this mom might have had trauma. Like, Mm. definitely take it seriously because your little girl is telling you Mm. Things that are hurting her. But you've got to be careful how you're directing it. Well, we also know that, and I'm not saying this mom is this, but that we are inclined to believe every single word. Yeah, yeah. We, we are. Because, you know, my child will lie to me. Yeah. But they are uh, in just as the same way as when somebody comes into a shop with a gun. Mm. Everyone is an unreliable witness. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone is an unreliable. Yeah. 90% of people will only look at the gun. Mm. They will not be able to tell you who was holding it because they'll just be transfixed by the gun. Yeah. Their their version of events yeah. is completely coloured by what they've lived through up to that point. It's, it, it's just biased. Yeah, I think teachers are the only parents, like male or female parents, who don't believe everything their child ever tells them because they're so aware of how children operate at school like i'm not saying this kid isn't being honest no, but i I'm know that, that with either. you when mikey was small i used to be like Charlie, take it out with a pinch of salt <laughs> yeah. we don't really know we know that he's getting a big reaction and now he's adding to the yeah. story but you know we don't know this even happened so mm. you've got to be very careful Whereas I was like, I'm going down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm setting that school on fire. And there's there's something beautiful in that. Yeah, too. look, I think this is a really hopeful one because you there's so much you can do. Definitely go to the teacher, set up some play dates. You can take way yeah. more control of this situation. She is only six. It is early days. I to can't get wait. In, in there now. I cannot wait to hear how this works I out hope. because I know this one is really going to work out. Yeah, I hope so. Um, honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com is the way to get in touch. Maybe you had an issue and it worked itself mm. out. We want to hear those solutions too. Yeah. Maybe you've heard something on the show that you're like, that's very similar to mine and this is how we fixed yeah, that. Yeah, I love those ones. Let us know. Honey, you're ruining your kid. Gmail.com. at the moment with the Your Man stand-up show. I'm not going to burn the ears off you with this, but this is our life. This is what we're doing. Tina obviously organises 90% of the tour and it's just been mad to travel around Ireland and all these old places and across to England for shows in places where... It's incredible fun. It's incredible, but it does bring back so many memories. I was in Nace the other weekend at the Moat Theatre. Shout out to everybody who came out to that. Two more shows there in February if people want to come along. There's a few tickets left. But um, we passed by what used to... We actually went into what used to be super fun, which was the fanciest... Yeah. supermarket of the day absolutely and it was now the fanciest on stores I've ever been I, in America. I was life. like what is going on it's here a Sheridan's Sheridan. cheesemongers <laughs> in the middle of it it's spotless it yeah. looks like 
you know, Whole Foods or whatever you want to talk, talk like a, I, I just couldn't. It's fancier than a Voca. Like I felt like I wasn't dressed up enough. <laughs> dunce. <laughs> what is going on in this dunce? But I remembered it so vividly because the Super Queen used to pump the bread smell into oh, the. They didn't vent it out of the building. They pumped it through the building. I mean, that French bread smell brought me right back to the crash that was next door to the Super Queen. And while my mother was doing the shopping and getting the hair done, that's where I was to go. And I remember getting the head bed off me a few times in there. I remember having sand thrown down my shirt. Because as we know, the wealthy kids are always the best behaved kids. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> and these Is that kids, a joke? No, the, these were... say that. These yeah. were little... Bollocks oh, you're saying no, you, Oh, okay. You're saying the wealthy kids were the, were the worst. I thought you were talking no, no. about yourself. No, no. <laughs> I was not a wealthy kid. You I was wealthy. among. Yeah, but relatively speaking, I was fine. But these kids were super posh nice kids. <laughs> Nace had such notions of itself. Did I was saying this at a hospital? Like, if you fell in Newbridge, like, surround you, pick it up. People in Nace go to the hospital if they fall over, surround them. (laughs) (laughs) These kids battered the hell out of me, and it made me really worry about those. I remember leaving, going, "What the?" Remember pointing to my mother at the kid that had done it. Like this is how vivid my childhood memory. I remember seeing his face across the room. And he was kind of smiling at me as I left because he knew he'd done me. Oh my god! And I worried about the kid. And I know that this parent that's emailed in well, about no, this next kid is worried hold the too. Phone, Jerry, because I worry about the kid who gets sent to one of those play centres on his own. What do you mean on my own? What was I going to do? Bring a chaperone? Charlotte, a bodyguard. People went with their siblings or friends. Oh, when am I on? How did your sister get out of that? She's only two years older than you. She wasn't with me, yeah. What was it? You went on your own. That yeah, is so, so what? sad. What do you mean sad? That is sad. A crash. It's not a crash. It was a play centre. Mm. Mm. What's your point? You're supposed to go I with didn't a friend. I my sister was even with us. Yeah, I thought she was off doing something else. Yeah, but I just find that really sad. But you do send in one kid into a play zone, right? No, you don't. That's terrible. I do. <laughs> I've been doing this with Mikey. I've no, been doing this haven't. with Mikey since he was like 12. No, like, you haven't. Would you do it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. But like we said, I mean, this is a different <laughs> era. Kids aren't being pulled into vans. I mean, I went with my sister and my lovely friend Aunt Tobin a lot. Hmm. But like. And your I, job was to pull them off other kids that yeah, they were beating up. Yeah. I mean, we get money for our food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But like the, the kid that is violent, mm. the kid that is punching and scratching and doing stuff like it's so common like it's so common mm-hmm. that there are there is is a thing that well, a parent a can't get on top of yeah. and that's what this next email is okay. about this person is worried and they're like I, i'm new here to this podcast and i'm seeking your advice uh, or solutions please my two-year-old is a very small kid is constantly hitting and scratching other children at daycare and when she comes home she continues this behavior towards us and her 12, her her sister, who's only 12 weeks old. OK. Now, when we go food shopping, she hits and pushes other customers. <laughs> I mean, you have to laugh. You know that I would just adore that. You would, Tina, Tina would be like, this is my new favorite. Yeah. But at the same time, well, why? these are random strangers. I know, but why would it be my new favorite? Because what does that kid need more than anything else? Help. It just needs some confidence, someone believing in them. You know, 
two years old though this is like when I read this I was like yeah I can see why you've emailed in because you want to get to the bottom of this mm. quick what they say they do is we would usually sit her down remind her that's not okay to do she agrees oh you're right <laughs> and then goes back to hitting knowing that she's doing knowing yeah, what yeah. she's doing is wrong so we then use the timeout. Now, oh. that's tough because, you know, you've always said this, that if a she's kid can't support young. themselves yeah, on this timeout chair, they can't, they can't but be I'm there. I'm not judging this mom because she's got a yeah, tiny well, baby. She's at the course. end of her tether yeah. as well. Um, she'll have the tantrum there on the chair. And we wait till she settles down. And that doesn't work because we give in so quickly. Oh, God. With all the above, our girl has just grown to this behavior and we need... Any suggestions you can uh, in this battle? I mean, this is this is tough. Well, I think I think if she she's obviously very tired and sleep deprived, this mom, because if she took uh, like a second, the big thing is she has a 12 week old baby and a two year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now her two year old is expected not to be a baby anymore. This is something we so on it. No, but it's just something we see all the time. Right. The two-year-old is still a baby. Mm. She's still and wants a tiny to be a baby, baby and wants the attention. But the ba- now there's another baby that she's mm. had to share, and she's having lots of feelings. She does mm. not she understand. She can't even identify them. And yeah. she's frustrated. And how is she dealing with this frustration? She's hitting out. She's doing the things she knows that will definitely get her attention. And also, it's helping her deal with whatever frustration she's feeling. She's like, you know, yeah. like, like a, punch a rugby player going yeah. out into a rugby team. You know, he, she's like me when I smash plates in the kitchen. No, she's a little, <laughs> she's a little bit out of control because obviously she's not a fairy to, to hurt strangers, which mm. is unusual. But she's hurting. This little kid is hurting, and it's nothing that the mom and dad have done wrong. It's just. Perhaps they didn't prepare her enough for the new arrival of the baby. Perhaps she doesn't feel involved enough in the new arrival. Obviously, if she's hitting, they're having to keep this baby away from her. So there needs to be more language of we trust you with the baby. We're happy with you. Look at you. You're great. We can see you're growing. You're such a great big sister. There's a confidence lacking in this kid. There's an anger there. She's getting bigger, stronger. She's about to become out of control behavior if they don't get on top of this. And getting on top of this is not punishing her. In fact, she needs more hugs. She just needs loads of compliments. She need. They need to remember she's still a baby. Mm. She was a baby 12 weeks ago. She was the only one getting picked oh up. Oh my God, when you say it like that. 12 weeks ago, she was the only baby in the house. She was getting picked That's up That's a cuddled. tremendous change for anyone it's to go through. It's a huge change. And she's just she acting She can't articulate out. it. She can't tell you. She has yeah. no way. So definitely start talking about feelings and empathize with her anger. God. Say things like, I can see you're angry. You're feeling angry right now. Tell me what is making you angry. And when she says it, don't tell her she's wrong. Just sympathize with whatever she says because all she needs is to feel heard right now you know you have so much empathy in your heart because i'd imagine that it's taking everything in these parents not to be like just stop it of course because there's a tiny baby in the house they have to keep safe and she's hitting and doing this to everyone but like that's just not what she needs right now you're a pro though like you're like and you're giving this advice and like the advice that you've given over the last what we've done we're at about 45 minutes now it gets all rooted in this 
calm center. Yeah. And, and it has to be said, Tina gets frustrated with our son too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But how do you advise parents in the wider, mm. bigger picture here to control their emotions when their kid is pushing them to their limit? Well, the first thing I'll say is it's impossible to stay calm all of the time. Even with this two-year-old, with this mom tries this approach of loving and everything, there's going to be a moment where she has to go, no, stop, that's not okay. You know, there is, she is going to react at points and that's human. I'm not telling you to be perfect. No one can. Mm. There's going to be moments where your child catches you off guard and you don't have time to remind yourself, don't react to that. That's okay. What's be- What's good is if you're even trying to remember, okay, I'm not going to give that any attention. I'm just going to leave him in that with that and see where that goes. It's really hard. I think it gets harder the older they are because mm. they completely go for the sucker punch. Oh, and they know the buttons. Yeah. They go for yeah. the... And, they, and also when they start to put blame on you for their stuff, that's mm. very triggering. But like this... <laughs> It is. But this mom, I mean, the poor thing, she's got two babies in that house and one of them is just very frustrated at the moment. But the reassurance is you're going to get through this, that like it might feel like it's not going to stop. Yeah. But what you're saying is like this can be fixed really quickly. And you know what, Jordan? Hand on heart. I way prefer the child who's acting out. Than the child who just bottles it. Mm. That is, look, your child in whatever this behavior is much healthier. Mm. They're still comfortable expressing expressing themselves. It's not easy to be around, but it's way more healthy than the kid who's just quietly hurting and this like darkness coming into them. Say nothing like an old Irish man. No, No, it's awful. You see it all the time. I let it consume me inside. Anytime I'm in the classroom and I'm working with my teaching assistants or other teachers, I always say to them, look, that kid, I'm not worried about that kid. Let's keep an eye yeah, on the kid telling who's us not their truth. making any noise. Mm, yeah. We don't want any invisible children in this room. We have so much more to talk about over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. That's where all of the Irishman abroad podcast network podcasts can be found. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes with Mm. the greatest Irish people ever to have lived. People that you'll know like Sharon Horgan, Gabriel Byrne, Sir Bob Geldof, A.P. McCoy, um, Mary Robinson, you name a few. Philomena Lee. Philomena Lee, Imelda May, May, Laura Whitmore, Whitmore, uh, Roisin Conaty. So many episodes. I mean, I put 10 years of my life into this thing. And now it's grown into this, what we have here today, mm. uh, the running podcast with Sonia O'Sullivan every Wednesday. And of course, Marion McKeown unraveling what the hell is happening in America each Friday. For the price of a pint each week, you will get extra size episodes of Honey, You're Our Kid and access to everything on the network. So if ever you're stuck for something to listen to, those days are gone once you sign up to Patreon dot com forward slash Irishman abroad. There's no obligation. You can cancel whenever you want. If you want to just give a fiver in to support our show, that would be great. Greatly appreciated too. But that's the way to hear it. Come on over and hear the rest of this chat. Tina, thank you so much. Yeah, as and, always. Darling, and thanks everyone who emailed how, in. You mentioned how you're on tour at the moment. 
and how much fun it is. But the best part is afterwards, because we always hang around. So please, if you come to one of these shows, stick around, stick around, come for the and pint. have a pint with us, because it's so much fun to meet exactly. you guys. And yeah, thank yeah. you so much for supporting us. So uh, we we were in London on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and in the coming weeks, we're going to Belfast, Roscommon, mm-hmm. New Ross. Uh, there's the Olympia shows. There's some tickets left for the fourth one on the 18th of and January. there's the Dublin Marathon. And come and join me and Mikey and cheer Jarlot along <laughs> yeah. with the Dublin Marathon. Look, uh, come on over to Patreon and hear the rest of the chat. <laughs>